Hello again, lovely people. We hope you've been enjoying growing together, and we don't just mean the podcast, but we mean the actual act of growing in your faith together and growing closer as people, so growing together spiritually and relationally. Now this time we're thinking about, spoiler alert, Jesus is better. But if you've been going through this, that won't really surprise you. But we're thinking about Esther. Jesus is better than Esther. But as with every time, who are these characters and who indeed was Esther? Well, let's hear it for Lois. She's with us to share from Esther. But before I hand over to her, I thought it would be helpful to introduce you to some characters you're going to hear about and the situation we're in. Esther has been made queen of King Xerxes. Esther has a father figure by the name of Mordecai. And then there's Haman, who was one of King Xerxes' important officials. Now, Esther is a Jew. Remember that for Lois's bit. But Haman had put a plan in place to get rid of the Jews. So, Lois, what part of Esther are you reading for us today? This Bible reading is from Esther 3.12 to Esther 4.14, and I'm reading the NIV version. Then, on the thirteenth day of the first month, the royal secretaries were summoned. They wrote out in the script of each province and in the language of each people all of Haman's orders to the king's satraps, the governors of the various provinces, and the nobles of the various peoples. These were written in the name of King Xerxes himself, and sealed with his own ring. Dispatches were sent by couriers to all the king's provinces with the order to destroy, kill, and annihilate all the Jews, young and old, women and children, on a single day, the thirteenth day of the twelfth month, the month of Adar, and to plunder their goods. A copy of the text of the edict was to be issued as a law in every province and made known to the people of every nationality so they would be ready for that day. The couriers went out, spurred on by the king's command, and the edict was issued in the citadel of Susa. The king and Haman sat down to drink, but the city of Susa was in uproar. When Mordecai learned of all that had been done, he tore his clothes, put on sackcloth and ashes, and went out into the city, wailing loudly and bitterly. But he went only as far as the king's gate, because no one clothed in sackcloth was allowed to enter it. In every province to which the edict and order of the king came, there was great mourning among the Jews, and fasting, weeping, and wailing. Many lay in sackcloth and ashes. When Esther's eunuchs and female attendants came and told her about Mordecai, she was in great distress. She sent clothes for him to put on instead of his sackcloth, but he would not accept them. Then Esther summoned Haddock, one of the king's eunuchs assigned to attend her, and ordered him to find out what was troubling Mordecai and why. So Haddock went out to Mordecai in the open square of the city in front of the king's gate. Mordecai told him everything that had happened to him, including the exact amount of money Haman had promised to pay into the royal treasury for the destruction of the Jews. He also gave him a copy of the text of the edict for their annihilation, which had been published in Susa to show to Esther and explain it to her, and he told him to instruct her to go into the king's presence to beg for mercy and plead with him for her people. Haddock went back and reported to Esther what Mordecai had said. Then she instructed him to say to Mordecai, All the king's officials and the people of the royal provinces know that for any man or woman who approaches the king in the inner court without being summoned, the king has put one law, that they be put to death unless the king sends the gold scepter to them and spares their lives. But thirty days have passed since I have been called to go to the king. When Esther's words were reported to Mordecai, he sent back the answer, Do not think that because you are in the king's house, you alone of all the Jews will escape. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. But you and your father's family will perish. And who knows but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. Thanks, Lois. Okay, let's fill in the blanks. Esther got these inspirational words from Mordecai that she was born for such a time as this and used this as confidence to go and speak to the king. However, she was fearing for her own life, knowing that it depended on how King Xerxes responded. But she did it. She risked her position for her people. And we encourage you to read or listen to that whole book for yourself at some point after this pod. 
Now, before the questions, you need the key. And that's the key word. And the key word is give. The key word is give. And your questions to think about and chat together are, as always, what does this passage teach us about God? What does it tell you about Esther's relationship with God? How do you think Jesus is better than Esther in terms of giving? And what does it make us want to pray? Get ready to pause because I'm going to read them again. So pause and write or pause to chat. But here they are. What does this teach us about God? What does it tell you about Esther's relationship with God? How do you think Jesus is better than Esther in terms of giving? What does it make us want to pray? We've already had opportunity to fill in the blanks regarding the story. So right now I'm going to go straight to Jesus and connect the dots in my head as we consider Jesus is better than Esther. Hearing Esther's story and our key word for today being give. Here are some thoughts to consider. Firstly, if you read the whole book, you'll notice one thing, and this may help you in future quizzes, because if you've ever hear the question, what book of the Bible doesn't mention God, it's Esther. We never hear him mentioned, and yet his fingerprints are all over the story. And that goes for all the stories we're considering in this series. In each story, we are both comparing the characters, but showing how Jesus is ultimately better, and these people are an echo of Jesus, an arrow to Jesus. So as we think of Queen Esther, we compare with King Jesus. Jesus lost his heavenly palace. And even whenever he came to earth, he didn't live in an earthly one either. The way people would have possibly expected for the Son of God. He was born into an unknown family and spent his time with people who were poor, unimportant and unpopular. And he didn't just risk his life for his people in the way Esther did, because she wasn't sure how the king would respond, but Jesus gave his life for his people as the king. Jesus, like Esther, yes, they both gave up their royal positions in order to save the people God loved. Like Esther, Jesus humbled himself, put others before himself, and thought of others before himself. But here's how Jesus is better. He chose to be like us too, and was able to take our place. And the impact of his giving is not just for one nation and one time in history, but for everyone and all time which is just incredible. And it reminds me of that same verse I shared a couple of episodes ago from the New Testament book of Hebrews, chapter 7, verse 27. He sacrificed for their sins once for all when he offered himself. Once for all. Jesus is the greatest giver and he gave his life for me and for you. And what a way to be spurred into prayer and talking to God. Let me pray. Father God, we thank you for the courage and bravery of Queen Esther, that she realized her position and influence and saw that you had placed her there for such a time as this. We praise you for your hand on that situation and we praise you for your hand in the story of Jesus Christ coming to this world and dying on a cross. And even though we may see that story and not understand or or make sense of it fully, I pray that by the power of your Holy Spirit, we would grasp how generous Jesus is and how he gave his life for us. He gave up his royal position. He humbled himself. He put others above himself, even sinful people who want nothing to do with God. And we praise you that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That this once for all sacrifice was part of Jesus' generous giving. And so we praise you that Jesus is better than Esther. And even though he died in our place, he was raised to new life. The same new life he offers us as we trust, follow, and obey him. So when things get difficult to stand up for Jesus, help us to realize we are here for such a time as this. And we can have the courage and confidence to love you and live for you because you first loved us. And so help us to humble ourselves 
and put King Jesus above everything else in this world. In Jesus' name, for his glory and our good. Amen. The challenge this week is all around giving. We see that Jesus and Esther both gave of themselves in order to benefit others. So what can you do before the next session around this act of giving? So think about what you have and what you can give and who you can give to. So it may be something you have that you want to donate to charity. Or it may be that you have a gift, for example, baking. Or you're able to cut the grass and so you're going to bake and give treats to your neighbours or offer to cut your neighbour's grass for them. This may even work for the relationship between the adult and the teen. One can use their gift, for example, bake buns. One can do a chore that the other usually does. But as you do this, remember Esther and who Esther points us to. Jesus, the one who gave his life for his people. So hopefully that makes sense and enjoy. And we hope and pray that you keep growing in your faith, growing in your relationship with each other. Let's keep growing together. God bless. Thank you for listening to the Growing Together podcast, a resource produced by Scripture Union Northern Ireland to help adults and teens grow in their faith together.